Welcome to the Liberty Moms Show, part of the Loving Liberty Network. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to their children, their families, and their communities. They're the, the, uh, the chief of staff when it comes to anything that is going to um, affect that, that small uh, microcosm of, of uh, divinity is what I call it because, you know, God did create the family unit for us. And moms, uh, Liberty Moms are in charge of that, as well as Liberty Dads. And today I've got um, my first guest is a Liberty Mom who's been, oh my goodness, fighting in the trenches behind the scenes for most people wouldn't even be knowing some of the work that she's been doing, but they have been working hard, hard, hard. She's um, part of the Utah Freedom Coalition. Her name is Jen Dredge. And uh, Jen has been working uh, diligently to ensure that Utah finally has the proof that our elections are secure. Right now, we don't know that. There's never been an audit that's been conducted, uh, especially since we've implemented machine voting, um, which has been well over 20 years. But Jen, thank you for joining me this morning. And gosh, thank you for just being relentless in um this this monumental task, okay, and um, and the most important critical thing that we could know and and feel good about is our votes. Knowing that our votes are secure, they're they're legal. The chain of custody has been kept, and there's been no um, hacking or anything like that. So, Jen, thank you so much for all of that work. Thank you for having me on. What um what inspired you? I mean, how. I mean, how did I get in into it? Yeah, how did you just get in like you did? Because you've been relentless, and it's been such a I've been awe in awe watching all the work that you do. Oh well, thank you. Um, really, what got me in was the election itself. I mean, I've always been politically involved, but um, as far as jumping into elections specifically and getting that involved, because it's like my entire life right now, um, is the the elections itself on November 3rd. I just saw some funny stuff happen, and then uh, all the stuff that came out after, and to watch our legal system not follow through, you know, um, for what I consider our greatest right, uh, which is voting, you know, selecting who represents us. That was shocking. So that's when I really got, you know, involved and was like, we can't allow this this to continue. Because if we don't fix that or figure out what happened, we're done kind of as a republic. You have it's, to fix it. Yeah. It's so true because I hear even this morning when I was listening to one of the um, talking shows in the morning and, and they're just talking about, oh, you know, in 2022, people are going to be so tired of what they're seeing happen right now that the Republicans will take. And I'm going what planet ha- are you on that you did not see what happened? Because if that person occupying the White House truly got $80 million, 80 million voters, okay, 
then why does he have a couple of hundred followers on, right. on Facebook and nobody attends his conferences and nobody, not his conferences, but his press conferences and nope. nobody's listening or following him. They're not even paying attention, but he has this record breaking following. Right. Right. Bigger than Obama, bigger than yes. anyone in history. It's um, it doesn't make logical sense, you know, and uh, I don't think we've ever seen in our country where, Sports events are breaking in, you know, breaking out. And let's go, Brandon. We'll call it that right now. But you know what I mean? Across the country for somebody they supposedly love and voted for. That doesn't make any sense. Someone that has 80 million voters would have a lot more um, more government versus a a, um, a profanity. Yes. Being chanted in unison everywhere you know, across the country. So right, that right there is the first indicator that, okay, there is the emperor has no clothes. Correct. Yep. But we're all being told he does have clothes. No, he's got clothes on and we're like, no, 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 no. And (laughs) there's a reason um, that that fairy tale um, has lasted through time because it was to teach us today in 2021. (laughs) Yeah. But um, so, I know that you have, um, you've been working with a large, it's a large coalition. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. engaged in, in the process and you've been doing a lot of legal work. You've been, um, uh, whether it's lawsuits that have been filed, you've been uh, uh, pulling grandma requests, which mm-hmm. is the um, emails and the uh, correspondence between yep. um, agencies and individuals that are in the election office and and then affidavits, and uh, um, and you've not really had a lot of response back from our elected officials, right? No, not a lot of response. In fact, two of the grandma requests that are election-related, uh, we were told they were 35K apiece, which would equal 70K, which, in my opinion, is the equivalent to extortion. Uh, that's information we, the public, you know, should have access to. It's supposed to be part of FOIA, et cetera, and we're being told that it costs 35K um, each, you know, grandma requests. It's kind of insane. Yeah, so, and they base this on the um, the hourly wage of a of the government employee that is pulling this data. So, um, wow, those government employees are making a boatload of money. <laughs> right, right. Well, and we even did the math. We broke it down in our repeal, you know, in uh-huh. our, in our deal, uh, disputing their claim. Um, and it doesn't even equal out mathematically. It's like an arbitrary right. number that just came from nowhere. Um, you know, that they've, that they've, that they're using, which, you know, they did the 10 K for the education one, the so elections, 35 K each, you know, it's getting insane. It's getting, ridiculous. but we can see that uh, this, this particular uh, law that was put into place to give the people transparency and access to um, what is really going on behind government walls, you know, yep. um, that is being abused by government. Yes. It's, but yet they will be the first ones to tell you that we have safe and secure elections. Just trust us. Yes. Yeah. Well, and let's, let's also consider the, the violation of our privacy that's going on right now as a whole country uh, without any grandma requests, by the way. They're just right. tracking and taking whatever they want. And we, the public, can't even ask for emails. Right. You Which know, are, yeah, written into law. into Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so um, I know there's a couple of uh, legislators, one in particular who has um, stepped up to the plate, uh, Representative Stephen Christiansen. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been um, making official requests to get certain voter data, right? The voter rolls, just the state. It's not even um, crazy request. It's the state voter rolls, and they need to include everything. So withheld and private, which the legislature by law can request, and by law the lieutenant governor is required to give those over uh, because the legislature has every right to request it. And the main one of the main reasons, there's other reasons, but one of the main reasons is so that we could do data analysis, right? So that he could, et cetera, perform data analysis and say to, for example, the public, hey, look, we've got the full voter rolls, things look okay, you know, or things don't, whatever the case may be, right? He's doing his job, which is we the people have asked for an audit. We want to know our elections are secure and safe. He's gone and requested the rolls in order to do that, right? Because you can't canvas, you can't do a lot of things without those rolls fully. So then when I hear from for example, and I'm not blaming our clerks again, I don't want that to be the interpretation here. But when I hear from our, our clerks, oh, well, you don't have all the data, so your data sets that you're showing where there's some fraud or possibility of fraud is incorrect. I'm like, well, okay, but we're going around in this circle because we can't get the full set of data. You guys are all refusing to give that over to the legislature so they can run the full, you know what I mean? It's just this weird circle, and it feels dishonest right whether that's the intention or not it feels that way because it's like guys how do we solve this then and this is not an extreme request we just want to make sure our elections are secure yeah it's actually a very pragmatic request because it would make sense that you would always want to verify periodically all businesses do audits over a period of time to make sure everything is running as it should. Yep. Um, I want to stick with this uh, county audit con- uh, conversation. When we come back. We've got um, a break here that we're going to take. I'm talking to Jen Dredge. We're talking about um, voter integrity in Utah, which should affect every single citizen in the state who is voting. And we'll be back after this short break here on the Liberty Mom Show. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball is hosting today, and I am talking with Jen Dredge, who is part of the Utah Freedom Coalition and has been involved in um, securing or trying to secure election integrity in Utah. We just want to get it. We just want to know one way or the other. We're not blaming and poking fingers at anyone. We We just want to know our vote is secure. That right. what how we vote is what actually gets tallied at the end of the day. And so um, you brought up the county clerks and yesterday they had, I think it was called logistic and analysis type yep. overview. Yep. And I went to the Salt Lake County clerk's office um, 
with uh, Sherry Swenson. And I was extremely disappointed in the format because uh, there were probably um, maybe 25, 30 people, but in the county complex, they are in, um, it's in, it's kind of like the communist territory. So they are (laughs) masks. Okay. And everybody has to wear a mask. And Sherry Swenson has this really soft voice. And so she's speaking through a mask muffled four rows ahead of me. I can't hear one word that she's saying. And then other people are asking questions and no one can hear the question. So then you're hearing her respond and no one, and I'm, I'm wait, I mean, this is not, no one's learning in this format. I raised my hand and asked three different times, could you please bring in a microphone? Could you speak on a mic so that we can hear the question and hear the answer? And they go, well, we don't have a mic. And I said, well, this is the Salt Lake County government complex. I'm positive somewhere in these two buildings, there is a microphone that you could have down here. They wouldn't, they wouldn't bother it, I just felt like it was a big waste of time. And then they, their PowerPoint screen was so far away, you couldn't really read names. It was, it was, I just. The dog and pony show? Yeah, totally inadequate. And I called her out. I didn't call her out, but I called out the question of, you know, we need, you know, what have you done to secure that these machines have not been manipulated? Have you taken a forensic image of these machines? And she says, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what a forensic image is. And we don't have the ability to do that because the legislature has to do that. I mean, just totally passing the buck as just somebody else has to do that. And it's not our purview and we don't have the ability to, and it's like, well, then how do you, how do you perform an audit? Well, that's the, that's the thing. Cause I'm, I, it's becoming very clear. They've been giving talking, talking points by someone, someone's told them what to say. And they all act like they have no idea what a forensic audit is. And I want to be like, if you don't, then you really don't have any, you shouldn't be in that position, honestly. If you don't know what a forensic audit is, you know, that's something that you maybe, you know. And, you know, you bring up a great point because Sherry Swenson has been in that position for like 22 years or so. Yeah, very long time. Yep. Yeah. A lot of the clerks actually have like the original, we've had a lot of resignations. I don't know if you're aware of that, but a lot of counties have had resignations. Um, so but before then we had a lot of clerks that were, you know, that have been in a very long time. Right. Um, uh-huh. And that's the other thing. I think we all are guilty of this. When we're in something for a long time, you get complacent, you know, whether you mean to or not, you get complacent. And I think there's some of that as well that um, things were taken for granted as secured, you know, things like that, that, that clearly might not have been, right? But my biggest thing to the public, to the clerks, to anyone that's um, asking why we want an audit, what's going, you know, that kind of line of thinking is, and asking us to present to them data, my deal is the people have done our job. We've told you we want a forensic audit, a full independent forensic audit. We've given you what you need. We've sent in affidavits, you know, to follow up on that, right? To let you know, we, the people want an audit and your job as the clerks and other legislature, et cetera, is to do one. It's not to tell us that we must obey you and that you're going to ignore our request and that we, the people have to somehow present evidence of fraud when we don't have access to the machines, we do not have access to the ballots. You know what I mean? How are we supposed to 
it's it's the most bizarre reversed question I've ever and it keep that's how they come at it. And it's, it's you bizarre. bring up a, you bring up a really good point because the government gets its power from the people. Right. The government its power. And so we get to tell the government when we want something done. It's their job to do, and we, you have done the groundwork. You've, uh, you know, crossed every T, dotted every I, supplied whatever was legally, lawfully necessary to request that, and then they just turn it around and say, oh, well, there's no proof. You need to show us that there's, and it's not the point of the audit. The point of the audit is, no, you need to show us. Yeah. Show the proof to us. Right. Okay. Because right. you're the one behind the smoke and mirrors, you know, you're in that room. And, and uh, as we were asking questions about like, who has access to the machines? Well, it could be any of the clerks. Okay. Well, are they dedicated to certain machines so that you always know it's the same person that's handling that machine? Or is it just a free for all? And, you know, people have access to the data as they're voting and then they can shift to another machine. And so nothing is tracked. I mean, it, it just, yeah. There's just no trust when it's just. Um, it's basically trust me. Just believe yeah, what I'm exactly. saying. Exactly. I'm telling you this is what it is, and then they do the the demos like they've done, you know, this past week, and they're doing some more next week, and so forth. Um, it's pre-selected ballots that they run through the machines. You know what I mean? Things like that, and they're presenting from a point of again. Here, we're going to let you see this much of what we what we're doing, and that's it you know and they and again i don't want to come at the clerks they're trying to you know what i mean it's it's hard right now right because some of it they can't control they can't open the machines up that's illegal right they can't do that those kinds of things so um it's very difficult but again the my biggest i guess my my biggest complaint or whatever is why are we having all of this fight back if nothing happened it makes you look guilty even if you're not, that's my biggest problem. Just what is going on yeah. that we are being thwarted at every turn to get right. an audit. No one is working with you. No one is saying right. what I agree. Let's get to the bottom of this. I mean, right. when I was in South Dakota, there was a, a County clerk from, I now I'm not going to remember the County, but it was in Colorado. Yeah. Colorado <laughs> actually gone in and taken a forensic image of her machines. And that's what Dominion was trying to stop as they went around the country after the election was trying to clean up their footsteps of what was happening during the 2020 election. And she was able to do that. And she, you could see where they had changed the programming and actually had lifted a security. They, they had, there was a program that went in and said, lift all security clearances on. Oh, okay. That's going to come in handy. Maybe on November 3rd. Right. You know, where right. anybody can access the machine. I mean, and so it was It was very telling, but um, it has been frustrating. And and that's the thing. It's like if, if it truly is legitimate, then don't right. act like it isn't. Right. That's yeah, the like thing. Like, let's just, right. Yeah. Just put on it. prove me wrong. Prove yeah, me wrong. Prove us. Yeah. Put, yeah. We would like nothing more than have pie on our face. Just. Show. I really would, because it's awful yeah. to think that our elections are being stolen. So, it is. you know, prove me wrong. Let's do a, an, a truly independent forensic audit. I see that, you know, and that kind of leads me to um, 
October 20th, which is next week. It's Wednesday. But Utah, we the people of Utah have to show up in numbers equal to or greater to what we showed up for the vaccine mandate, right? The 700 plus, we have to show up in that level of, of numbers. On October right. 20th at the meeting, it's at the uh, house building, room 20. Jen, we're going to take a quick break. We're okay. going to come back and, and dive into that. We've got more. We want to give you more details Very on, on the Liberty Mom Show, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Liberty Mom Show. Chris Kimball hosting today. Liberty Moms are the real secretaries of defense when it comes to defending their children, their families, and their communities. And I'm speaking today with Jen Dredge, and we've been talking about um, all the work that uh, the Utah Freedom Coalition has been doing, uh, trying to secure election integrity. It's all that we're asking for. It doesn't matter what party you belong to, um, how old, how young. We need to make sure that our vote is lawfully cast and legally counted and secured during the chain of custody, the whole process needs to be um, looked at. And and we have an opportunity this coming, uh, Jen talked about it on the end of the last um, break or segment, this coming Wednesday, there's a committee hearing and they are actually um, allowing um, Representative Chris Jansen to present a bill or it's not even a bill. It's just the information that he's gathered about voting integrity, right? Right. And uh, the the issues that apply here to Utah. And I know when um, I saw him at lunch at a meeting earlier in the week, he had these statistics. And the majority of Utahns agree that there is some problems with our voting in Utah. Yep. Okay. That it's not just this small little fraction. It's the majority. Okay. Right. right. People saw what happened and they just want to make sure that it's it's um, taken care of. It's looked at. It's investigated. It's proven. Right. right. Well, and other. one thing I would add to that and for people to speak up about in a nice, again, nice civil way when we are allowed to speak the public at this hearing, you know, at this meeting. Um Come informed, come, you know, and be civil. We want everything very civil and peaceful. But one thing I think that needs to be emphasized, too, is they are changing the way we vote without our consent or our approval. You don't have a right to change the way we vote and all of our election laws. And by the way, guys, you need to start looking at what they've got planned for 2022. It's quite alarming. There's six or seven bills already on the docket to alter our access to voting, et cetera, uh, in Utah. So it's really, really alarming. Yeah. So Jen, the way that um, we have to speak up is to show up. Correct. And, uh, I guess it was a week and a half ago, there was a committee hearing on the vaccine passports and there was a record breaking turnout yes. that's never been seen for any issue in any committee hearing. And I, from my own experience, 
if we could get 40 people to a committee hearing, we thought we had scored big, like, oh my gosh, we had, (laughs) and there were 700 people that showed up plus another almost 300 online. Okay. The legislators took note of that. They were blown away Mm -hmm. because they know people are really um, engaged and they want some protection from this federal overreach. Yes. We have to do the same thing now. Yes. A different issue, but it's just as important, if not more important. Correct. You don't get those people elected that we think we're electing. Then we see what's happening to our country right now with the White House. Well, you see DeSantis, for example, right? A governor's very, very important, right? It's the very Mm -hmm. important role. And uh, it needs to be somebody who represents the people. Right. And we just have right. to make sure that our elections are secure. Right. So and, and you're right, because it's it's beyond it's beyond what we saw happen at the national level, because at the state level, there can be a lot of damage done. If you have a, a governor that's ignoring the Constitution, mm-hmm. um, uh, kowtowing to special interest groups and yep. uh, and and our elected representatives. You know? Well, even judges, look at judges, et cetera. Throughout, I mean, look what just happened to Georgia. We don't want that happening to Utah. You know, right. no one should just throw out something. I mean, if there's evidence to show, that should not be thrown out, right? right. So, um, you know, we we need to be very concerned with elections. It's actually, um, I call it kind of the backbone to everything, right? If right. elections are not secured, nothing else is okay. Right. Because we're yeah. not getting in people we we lose elected. we lose our liberty if we don't have secure elections. Exactly. On Wednesday it's up at the state capitol. Yes. It's in the House building. Yes. And it's in the Judiciary Committee. Correct. It's room twenty. So room yeah. 20th. And we're gonna um, meet at eleven to do a rally beforehand on the front steps of the Capitol and uh, Representative Christiansen is gonna speak there. And then we do have, I'll just go real quick into it, but November 6th, we're going to have a statewide election open house town hall. And Seth Keschel will be in Iron County. Jovan Pulitzer will be for Davis County. Uh, James Charles, the Constitutional Cowboys in Weber County. And Dreza Smith will be showing the Edison data and such in Utah County. We will also have a Utah, a local Utah uh, showing her statistics and data that she's been doing as well in Davis County. She'll present from there, but it'll go out statewide. It's a live broadcast deal. Um, but yeah, we just want everybody to come learn about your elections, learn about voting, understand where we are at as a state, you know, that kind of stuff. That's what it's for. It's family friendly event, 10 to 6. Come and learn, right? Okay, so that's November 6th. Okay. Yeah. And that's statewide, so no matter what you live in the state of Utah, there is going to be a live event for you to get to. Correct. Okay. And next week is a committee hearing, so yep. it is in the Capitol. I don't know. Will they plan on overflow or? So from what I hear, yeah, there's a, they're aware that it might be a bigger crowd. You know what I mean? Uh, Things could change at the last minute. We could be moved to a different building or something like that. So you just have to stay up on it. Um, Utah Freedom Coalition will update the calendar as soon as we get that information. Uh, You know, and we'll try to send out a text. So join our text if you, you know, if you'd like to stay up to date on that. We send out for all events, but that one will be obviously sending out anything, you know, immediately. And how does, how would our listeners join that text feed? It is 5-3- Oh, well, sorry. You need text freedom. 
the word freedom to five three four four five or five three four four five. Yeah, I was making sure, but yeah, five three four four five. And you just okay. text, uh, Utah Freedom. Sorry, Utah Freedom, all caps. Utah Freedom. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want our listeners to know, because that way you get in the loop. You need to be in the loop so you know these events are going on, because when you know this far in advance, now you can start to make arrangements. Like, where do I, what, my kids are in school. That's most, you know, parents have to be in school during that time. But you might have to get off work. You might have to, you know, and so if you have to prioritize, I would try to prioritize the meeting itself so they see that there's a lot of people that are showing up for that committee hearing. If you can extra time and be there at 11 then do that for sure yeah there are two different meetings 11 o'clock is in front of the capitol steps yeah it's just a rally to get ready and then the meetings at one like it, it's actually at 1 15 but get there obviously early um yes. line up you know get there early but the thing too is is um like you said the meeting's the most important just we've got to have people to show up um yeah Numbers, numbers. We, we need numbers because they are, they're not, they've never seen anything like this before. They've never right. seen this many people wake, woke up, awakened yep. and engaged and actually showing up and doing something. And so we just ma- need to make sure that this um, election integrity has as much support because this is the linchpin. Yes. It is, it is. And if we don't show up for this, by the way, it sets us back to square one. People mm-hmm. don't understand all the work that took to get to this level. It's yes. taken months. So if we do not show up, we lose all the footing. Yeah, because this is something that you have been since November 3rd, November 4th. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You've yeah. been working. And I ran into someone, it was at this uh, this GOP um uh, luncheon that they do in Salt Lake County. And this um, friend of mine just kind of showed up. She goes, I've just been out of it. And she says, I, I just don't think there's anything, you know, nobody's doing anything. I go, girlfriend, <laughs> yeah. not even believe how many people are engaged since this last election. I said, it's in the thousands and thousands of people because yeah. they saw what happened. And, and there's so much, um, discrepancies, I would call them, you know, we can't say right now that yeah. they're outright fraud, but there's things that we need to look at. You know? And so that's all we're asking. It's all we're asking for. Right. So, um, so Jen, thank you so much for taking time for all of the work that you do, my goodness, and for taking time to be with us today so that we can get the word out next week. And again, where do they go to connect with Utah Freedom? Coalition. You can go to utahfreedomcoalition.org, and you can also do the text, so the Utah Freedom, all one word, to 53445, and then we're on Telegram, it's Utah Freedom Coalition, there's a channel on there, and we're on Gab under Utah Freedom Coalition. Okay, perfect, great. Yeah. All right, thanks so much for Thank joining me, Jan, and good luck with everything next week. <laughs> thanks. All right, Bye. we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay, Bye. we will be back here in just a, a few minutes. We've got... Um, another Liberty mom coming on who joined us up at the Capitol and she's going to tell her story. So stay with us. She was at the the 700 person meeting and she's got an interesting story. So we'll be right back after this short break.
All right, Chris Kimball here today on the Liberty Mom Show. We've had an interesting discussion about election integrity and a big assignment for people in Utah to show up at the Capitol this coming Wednesday at 1.15. But I want to talk about my next guest because she took the call to action. Um, Amy uh, Curzon is my guest, and I met her up at the Capitol. I did not know Amy and never had known her before. But um, a week and a half ago, when there was the big committee hearing on the vaccine mandate that had been um, thrown out by the um, the Biden administration, there was a committee hearing in Utah, and they wanted to hear from citizens about what they thought about this vaccine mandate. And I was up at the House building, and um, Amy was right there with me, and I was we were trying to get into the back door and the back door was locked up. They wouldn't let us in. We had to go around to the top. And that's where we saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in line. And it blew me away. And um, I found out from Amy that she, she'd never been up to the Capitol before. And so she heard the call, like, I need to go up there to this committee hearing, but I don't even really know where to go. And so she was kind of latching on to someone who she felt like might be able to show her the way to the, where we were going, but I love the fact that this takes courage. It can be intimidating sometimes going up there and, and feeling like, okay, I'm going to show up. I'm going to this committee hearing. I don't know where to go. I just know it's up at the Capitol. And I, that takes courage. And my hat is off to you, Amy. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for joining me today. Um, How did you learn about that committee hearing? Um, so I saw it on a couple of groups on Instagram. I saw it on the Utah Parents United, and then there was a Utah Freedom group as the well. The Utah Freedom Coalition. Okay. So we were, we kind of made this point a little bit in the last segment, but people need to get connected because if you hadn't been in those groups, how would you have heard about it? Absolutely. I, there's no way I would have known about it. Yeah, and so with with the um, the technology that is allowing um, like minded people who are um, worried about what's going on to to coalesce together, uh, it it's really helping our efforts because they were able to have seven hundred people show up in person, which we talked about being record breaking, and um, three hundred over the internet because of course some people live far from Salt Lake City; they can't make that drive but they could also watch via Zoom. So um, I just love the fact that you just said, I'm, I'm going up there. I don't even know where to actually go, but I'm just going to go up there. And why is that, Bill, why was that mandate so important to you to go up there and voice your, um, to show your support against it? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One is just in the name of freedom for everyone. I just am adamantly against the mandates. Um, for me personally, it affects my job. I'm a nurse. Um, and so I could be affected from a couple. I could be affected from the business one as well as the Medicare Medicaid funding um, portion of it. And so I just really felt it was important to have a large group. I think it's so important to have a large group of people. So I went to great lengths to change my schedule so that I could make it up there. Right. And this affects you right in the pocketbook. If you get to the point where they have to mandate or if they decide to mandate, uh, you have to make a decision about your health and whether you're, you've got children. We've talked before the show and you've got four children that are 
is it 15 to 5? Yes. Yeah, 15 to 5. And so that's a lot of responsibility. And, and yet you have your own belief in whether or not you should be vaccinated. Right, right. And so it's a huge, I'm the, I'm the financial support for my kids. Um, and so losing my job would mean I no longer have that income. Um, but also getting that, the vaccine that I have my concerns with. Right. Either it's choosing between feeding my children or um, having a medical intervention form consent over it's just you have to get this to continue working i could never have imagined you know two years ago that we could ever be in a place where we have people you and there's a lot of people that are in this position where i mean look you're you're the sole provider for your children and yet you risk losing that income or you risk an adverse health reaction which has been the case with numerous people after they've been vaccinated. And so, um, yeah, so I just, I mean, I know this is so close and personal to you and I, I appreciate the fact that you would arrange your schedule because it's not easy. That committee hearing was at eight. Um, well, it was at nine, but you needed to be there by eight <laughs> to just get in line to get in there. But people, that's a busy time of morning for, for parents. And you had to take time off of work. But um, what you did was so important. And uh, I just really appreciate you doing that. And um, what do you think is going to happen? Do you Where it would come into play is with the Medicare, Medicaid reimbursement, which hasn't, they haven't come out with that part of it yet, right? With the mandate part of it. But if the healthcare facilities funding, if they're not going to get Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement for those patients because their employees aren't vaccinated, then they won't have really an option but to force the vaccine on their employees. Yeah, so that's kind of where we are. So um, what they're hoping for is they want, um, we want, not they, we, we the people, it's our, it's our um, lives and our government that we um, designate what we want them to do. We would like a special session to be called by the legislature so that they can address these vaccine mandates and uh, and just say they're illegal in Utah, that we don't. And, and honestly, to be honest, all they have to do is nullify it. I mean, but we've lost that ability to understand that the states can stand up against the federal government. So they feel like if they put it in code, other states have done this, Governor Abbott, but our governor is not taking us, he's not standing on this at very much at all. And so it's really going to be the legislature. And they, if we have a lot of people that they hear from, again, this is the follow-up from this thousand people 10 days ago. They need to hear from us that we want a special session. So I'm just, it's a call to action for everyone listening to make sure you reach out to at least your house representative your Senate representative here in Utah, and also the governor and lieutenant governor. Let them all know. If you have extra time, let everybody know in the legislature that you want a special session and that um, we need to preempt anything that the federal government would do because we know that that's on their plate, that that's on their agenda. So let's be preemptive and just say, no, we are not doing vaccine mandates. 
And, um, and so that is going to help us not only to protect, because I mean, right now these healthcare workers like Amy are on the, you guys are on the front line with what's happening, but it's going to come down to everybody eventually. And so we need to step up and make sure that um, we reach out and get a um, special session. That's what we're asking for, a special session to deal with this. Okay. And um, Amy, is there there anything else that you have learned? Like um, when you went up there to the Capitol, I mean, this was your first time. Did you learn... um, did you realize that there there's some power in showing up? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's in a couple of ways. I think there's power in showing up. Like I talked about that, that strength in numbers is really important. And I think it really gives a feeling of personal strength and personal power to see that you're not alone. I think in so much of this, it's been, um, framed in a way and the media hasn't been showing things. I went to a few rallies actually last year and they weren't covered in the media. Right. And so I think mm-hmm. that you can have a feeling that you're all alone, but when you um, network with these people, when you follow these groups and are able to show up for those things, you can see that you're not alone. You can see that there are other people in this fight as well. Yeah. There's that, uh, that divide and, and isolation, I mean, think about it. That was the main thing of all of this COVID stuff was social distancing, stay in your home. But you know what? When you can connect with other like-minded people, it does empower you and it gives you courage. And, and then you have uh, an awareness and a knowledge of when to show up, when it's important. So, again, um, Amy, thank you so much for being a Liberty Mom, for um, uh, showing up there like you did 10 days ago when we were up at the Capitol and uh, um, for for wanting to take that opportunity to have your voice heard in, in person. So thank you so much. And I wish you the best of luck that we get the legislature standing fault to firm and doing their job in pushing back on this federal mandate. So anyway, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. All right. 